Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option now. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in New, New York, York City. City. Oh my God. Okay. I am Dylan McDowell. I'm Connor McDowell. Dylan, since we last recorded, there is something pressing that we have to discuss. Okay. Something that's been on my mind, a world that I've been stuck in, and it feels like a vortex that I can't get out of. So for the listeners, we want to make sure that everyone knows that Connor and I do live together, but we have been, since starting the podcast, we haven't been speaking in person as much because we yes. want to save fresh topics for the podcast, which is very hard being twins who T- text all day, shared the womb talk all day we are just constantly in touch even you know what i'm about to talk about we did we did watch together <laughs> we did but we decided we would save commentary for now yes and we're not gonna no spoilers but we have been binging netflix's the politician which our guest might not have watched yet okay great okay we're no, so we're listen, never a spoiler zone we are you know broadway fanatics we are lovers of life and drama and ooh baby this show is wild. I mean, it's Ryan Murphy. It's Ryan Murphy. So if if you can imagine Glee and American Horror Story meets Scream Queens meets, honestly, the budget of Netflix, like the budget is crazy. Yeah, like, like House of Cards level House budget. House of Cards level budget. Um, you have the politician. And of course, it stars Broadway favorite Tony winner Ben Platt, a.k.a. one of the former loves of my life. I can't get into it right now. I can't get into it now. We might think that he, you are blacklisted from all Dear Evan Hansen related social media sites. Right, right, right. But anyway, other than that, it's really fun and fully crazy. But when you have Zoe Deutsch playing. Well, you don't know spoilers. Girl. Yeah, okay. But this voice girl. that she uses. It's distracting. She, she talks like this the whole time. It's like a woman in a pornographic film trying to act like she's like very innocent but naughty. Oh my god. Okay. This is like mildly spoilery. But it does star. Well, co-star. One of my favorite favorite queens who I maybe problematically stan, one Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. I, queen. I I love her. She is an Emmy winner, a Golden Globe winner an Oscar winner. And she has won almost every award she's been nominated for. So like even in the the you know every time she's nominated she almost wins. I think there was one Golden Globe she didn't get. What was her Emmy for? It was for guest actress in a comedy for Glee for playing the oh iconic Holly Holiday. Oh my god. And our Holly guest is Holiday. making a face. Our guest is making a face like oh my god, but with her catchphrase, I thought you'd never ask. Yes, yes. Oh my god. A legend. <laughs> Amazing. The thing about Gwyneth Paltrow is I feel like she's sort of retired from acting and then she'll appear in these different things like the Marvel Universe, which we all know she's not really even sure if she's in that or not. <laughs> queen, queen, queen. But I'm convinced that she knows she was in The Politician. She knows. Well, because her husband is uh, one of the writers or executive yeah, producers. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, she's so great. And you, they like want you to know that she's not Gwyneth. Like she's like smoking in one scene. Which it's, we know Gwyneth would never. She, oh my God. And she's also wearing like fabulous red rose colored gowns while she's clipping roses in her garden and just like holding college letters for her son. 
Allen, who is Ben Platt. But anyway. So do you like the show so far? We're a couple episodes in. I love it. Oh, my God. It's a great binge. There's really cute boys in it, which is honestly mostly what I care about at all times. A lot of Broadway favorites show up like um, Laura Dreyfus. Laura Dreyfus. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But also, they have Ben Platt inexplicably singing in a show that's about his like inexplicable political ambition. So it's all that. It's all fun. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm being silly, but it's great. It's you really great. You love the Murphy verse. You'll love it. You know, you mentioned earlier that Gwyneth was wearing a red gown and a hat and gloves while gardening. Yes. And I feel like that's something that our guest would, would wear. <laughs> They are performing household chores. Yes. Today yes. we have someone who by day is the A&R director and executive of Broadway Records and by night is a cabaret king. Mm. Someone who has been lauded by critics and friends and fans alike as being funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In fact, I believe there's a quote that says he's funny. He's funny. Oh, you heard a little sample of him here, so put your hands together for our guest, Robbie Roselle. We need to come in really fast with Ben Platt is playing a 17-year-old. Yes. He's made a career off of it. Honestly, a reach. 42. In some ways, he is, and in other ways, he's... Like, he's Benjamin Button, right? Just, he's 900 years old, but playing a high school junior? Because don't you apply for colleges in your junior year? I know, that's where it gets, like, complicated. And he's... <laughs> we have our first tongue pop of <laughs> The first tongue pop of drama. Wow. Uh, also, I'm a cabaret queen. Oh! So... Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't want to misgender your title of the nightlife. That's... We might even the call nightlife. you a nightlife icon. I, uh, yeah, I don't like to brag, but I am an institution. What just happened? Nothing. I'm just your microphone. getting comfortable with my microphone. Oh my gosh. Okay, Robbie. So listen. Okay, guys. I have an important question for you. Go. Are you well? I am unwell. Oh, oh. <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a gag. I'm unwell. Give us, give us details as to why, <sighs> guys. I made a sojourn last night. Okay. To the L. Hirschfeld Theater. And I saw a musicale, musicale, spectacular, spectacular, mm-hmm. called Moulin Rouge. Oh. Because you can, can, can. I, I wish I didn't, didn't, didn't. Oh, no! <laughs> I am I shaking. I can't, can't, can't. Tell us, what did you, you think? Not- I didn't. I went in. Oh, I was ready. Yeah. Bitch was ready. Well, I know famously it's one of your favorite movies. Oh, God. It's, that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like... <sighs> Do you ever see a musical and just wish that it was given Ritalin? Oh, oh, oh. The oh there it is. <laughs> I think one. Okay. Which one? I think American Idiot. Oh, yeah. That would be the one first one that comes to mind that needs just a full yeah. prescription. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Truly, it's just you open the medicine cabinet and it's exactly. just American Idiot. That's sort of how I felt about Mulan Rouge. I kept getting slapped in the faces, in the faces, because I'm multiple. <laughs> the mirror, mirror has two faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, t- that's an iconic film. Mm. Um, so... <laughs> Just nothing was landing because they would jump from thing to thing. Like you never, never settled into anything. That's fair. And so I was just, I walked out of it exhausted Mm. and like I needed trail mix. Trail mix. Yeah. Just like to get me through. (laughs) That's why we had to push back our recording today. It's nearly three hours long. Yeah. I... I don't even want to have sex and eat bacon for three hours. <laughs> Too much of a good thing. I, truly. Mm. Yeah. And there were things I loved. Danny Burstein is 
brilliant. Will he win his Tony? I think God. I mm. in his Ooh, MC your damn goal. lips to God's ears. Yes, yes. God. Yes, God. <laughs> God on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there was a lot that didn't work for me. Okay, and that that hurts me. Now, what did you think of Ms. Olivo? <sighs> I think she's. A wonderful singer who's miscast. Yeah. Wow. But you oh are God. a tried and true film lover. Yeah. So do you prefer your sateen a little bit more reserved? Is I that what think, you think? No, I think sateen needs to be a broken bird. And I think that Karen Olivia, uh, I, I think she's just too strong. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like when you have that healthy belt oh. and like you saw it, right? Oh, yes. you guys saw oh it. girl, we did. Guys, when she sang Firework. Oh, I know. Ah. Oh. It's a First gag. of all, we live in a world where Firework is a, an I Want song on Broadway. <laughs> the only world I want to live in. Truly, truly. But I was like, oh, you're not a broken bird. You're fine. Like, you're, you're truly dying of nothing. <laughs> because she knows that she has everything that right. she needs to be successful, but she's sort of held back by her circumstances. I guess. But when I saw Casey Levy in Les Mis, mm-hmm. She was like Fontaine with Obamacare. She looked healthy. Oh, my God. She was not dying. (laughs) Girl, sell your hair. It's going to grow back. Everything's fine. Fontaine with Obamacare. That might be the title of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) She was incredible. Oh, so good. She would have been great in Moulin Rouge. Actually, brilliant casting. Or like Betsy Wolf. Also great. We love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we, we, we've talked about this before. Dylan like and I have. Mendes. Oh, I mean, oh there you go. That, I'm not in casting, but that's no. one of the things that I'm excited about. If if the financial success of Moulin Rouge keeps it running for a while, hype, hypothetically, we could have these iconic Broadway divas, these iconic Broadway stars playing Satine and even Christian. Hopefully, though, like uh, people who spark chemistry between each other okay that is a, now, that's a criticism say, i hear in boston when we because you know it's no secret to the listeners that i am an aaron tveit stan that's dylan's all someone once thing. asked me if yes. i was a tveitor tot and i said oh i'm the whole potato oh oh yeah tveitor tot this is like <laughs> <laughs> i'm not so well i thought well. that they <laughs> they their chemistry wasn't as strong in boston because we ended up seeing an early preview because the set or something damaged in the colonial and they had to delay the run. And mm-hmm. by the time we saw it almost a year and a month later, I thought they, <laughs> it was a quick turn. It was very like bombshell to Broadway timing with how fast it came. It, um, Hitless came and went. Yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> um, Wait, what was Hitless if, if Milan Rouge is bombshell? I feel like it'll oh. be the jagged. Little oh yeah, pill. probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, the rock, the edgy rock musical that nobody knows what the or plot six. is. Wait, oh, wait. We I recently learned <laughs> on Alana Levine's podcast, Catherine Gallagher. Alana Levine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Gallagher described the plot of Jagged Little Pill. Oh my god, I was shaken I was to like, my core. I was like, what is this? Well, it's great, but it's almost like they're not telling you what it is. Exactly. So it's Hitless. It, yeah, in, it's a, Hitler. in a way, it's yeah. Hitless. Okay, anyway, back to Dylan. So their Dylan chemistry Rich. between Satine and Krista had grown, and I can tell because, you know, as a devout Tevater tot, um, Aaron and Karen have got grown close in real life, and you can just tell that that chemistry is stronger, but I don't know if it's as romantic as I want it to no, be. No, it's not. Like, uh, it needs, like, sp- because it's like the ultimate love story, right? That's oh. what they're selling. And uh, was I buying? No. She wasn't buying. He'll move on okay. after Satine, I guess. Listen, 
He's my goalie. Oh, I want that jacket. Uh, I would wear that jacket everywhere. Robin Herder, can we talk? About oh, her? Robin Herder, who is consistently turning out performances. Uh huh. Uh huh. She's amazing. Yeah. Oh her, my god. The way that her leg. I mean, she does a full. Her body becomes just a single straight line. She's Anne Reinking in Dancing. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Ooh, Anne Reinking would have played that role. Definitely. Uh-huh. Seventeen, we need to talk are, about it. Well, are, you, are you saying that Gwen Verdon would have played Satine? Yeah. <laughs> she would have. Oh, Can Can. Oh, for yes. sure. Yeah, I mean, like she did on Broadway in Can Can. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Thank wow. you. She I saw won that her first scene Tony. in uh, Fosse Verdon when she was called back down. To... Oh, like a hundred times though. Mm-hmm. Remember, they kept showing her taking her mm-hmm. one night bow. Yes, and can't, God, and not in the not in the Ryan Murphy universe, but definitely felt like it. It, it, it felt Murphy like adjacent. It. <gasps> if you Truly. told me yeah. it was a Ryan Murphy project, I would have believed you. It was like the Park Place next to uh, <laughs> Boardwalk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait. Also, Moulin Rouge. I have to say. The boys. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I put it in. The men. Oh, the Every men. Every single one. Oh, I, my God. Me. I love me. that they're going with this, like, non-gender conforming costumes. Uh-huh. Like, in the yeah. opening scene, like, they've all got, like, mesh and mm-hmm. bustiers. And- I mean, that first boy who came out last night uh, and was like, there's, like, this, it's like a bird cagey thing yes. up on top uh, right. What? I what? How do is you that, have? Um, I know, listeners. Can you please Adams? call us and tell us no, who that Nick boy Adams is? Not in. His boyfriend. Kyle oh is yeah, Kyle Brown. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, I think that's him. I was like, wow. It's, it's what kind tr- of workout yeah. do you? Any, I guess. And a moment of silence for Max Clayton's thighs. He was out last night. He was out. Yeah, <gasps> but it's okay. I mean, yeah. People get sick. They're I, humans. I guess. Okay. Well, you're going back to Moulin Rouge. To see okay. Max Clayton, specifically in the backstage romance opening part of Act oh, Two. Oh, yeah. He is. It's, so he's ooh, Pierre. Baby, baby. No. Oh, wait. I don't know. Wait. He's just featured heavily. He's in the front. It's amazing. Oh, same. <laughs> now, we're, you, you were pretty close up from the picture that I saw. Yeah, I was a road G on the aisle. She a house seat queen. She was close. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like, though. This is a show more appreciated from like the front of the mezzanine. Okay, that's what we there's need to do a next lot time. happening. Oh, for sure, everywhere. What would you say like your favorite number was? Just as like a takeaway. Uh, um, I really loved Firework because it was God, it was fucking sung. But also, um, Bad Romance mm-hmm. was stunning. Mm-hmm. And again, Robin Herter. Yes. Amazing. Why are we not talking about her all the time? Well, she did. She's had like a bit of a renaissance. She was Cassie in the City Center, sure, Corazon, yeah. which we missed. That was uh, only like three nights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those um, benefit concerts. Are you going to Evita? I need to. Yeah. Uh, we loved Moulin Rouge, but I see what you mean. I, I understand your... I just wanted less, which is something you never say. Sure. Also, it's in the wrong house, I think. It should be in like the Broadway theater, Ooh, like a wider the second theater. person this week to say that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the set does come out, but yeah. if you were to be up in the mezzanine, somewhere behind the elephant head, yeah. you would miss everything. If, if you're not in premium seats, you're, it's a partial mm-hmm. view. Yeah. And it's not worth it to pay the extreme prices for a partial view. Truly. It's, yeah. That's another problem. That it's in do. the wrong house. Yeah. I Listen, there were things that I liked very much, but overall I was like, uh, let down. Okay. And that's yeah. fair. That's okay to say. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be sad. It's uh, But like... At Broadway prices, I know. Yeah. So now, where do you think? Just because we are, we are obsessed with awards and yeah. awards come, gays. Come next spring, sure. Where do you think people are going to remember Moulin Rouge, Danny Burstein, ch- and the sets and costumes? Okay. No, Aaron. No, Karen. Uh, 
I have a feeling Aaron might continue his lucky streak of not being nominated. Oh. He has been robbed of nominations twice. Mm-hmm. He well, should he have been nominated. next to normal for four months. Right. Yeah. And then he was wonderful in Catch Me If You Can, but Catch Me If You Can was not wonderful. You're breaking my Wait, heart. why did he... Why okay. was he only nice and normal for such a short time? I, he got, like, another gig right it was, away. It was to go and do Catch Me If You Can yeah. in Seattle. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, he opened he, That it. was always planned. Okay. I think his last performance was actually the day of the Tonys mm-hmm. that summer, and then he went and did Catch Me If You Can in Seattle, and then either the next season or the season after, he was back with Catch Me If You Can. Right. Interesting. Which is my favorite musical. Is it? Of it all is. time? I love it. I, do you enjoy the concept, like the TV concept? That is the one thing that I think they either should have gone all the way with mm-hmm. or not at all. Because that family tree number. It's bizarre. Ooh. The number's fun. But the fact that he's like, I'm Mitch Miller and we're going to do the... No. It's so weird because there's nothing else that fits in with it except for in Act 1... Frank does an odd infomercial yeah. with Angie Schwarer and a few other favorites. <gasps> yes, um, Broadway legend. Michelle we t- Rack. Yeah, yeah. We were, yeah, it was, yeah, Michelle Rack who slays I mean, everything she sings in that show. But I think that it means a lot to me because as a young closeted gay man, I was obsessed with Aaron Tveit and I felt like I found it. it. I found oh. <laughs> Catch Me If You Can and it was this like short-lived show and I loved the album because I was a hairspray devotee. Yeah. Oh my Just God, Just to yeah. me, like it had all the right ingredients and well, I loved the father-son elements too. That's the other thing. Like the book and film both sing mm-hmm. and uh, Hairspray is so brilliantly musicalized that I was like, ah, oh, these guys are going to head out of the park and then when it didn't take because of that concept yeah. more than anything, Oh, that hurt. Yeah. It hurt to see, um, especially because, like, it was all the Hairspray family. The director, Jack O'Brien and Jerry Mitchell were back. Like, everybody was back. And so that's devastating. Shaman and Whitman, though, dropping one of the greatest scores ever. Ever. I mean, it is a beautiful album. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. You're talking about Catch Me If You Can. I am. Um... A lot of it's very good. That the the live and living color yeah. and someone else's skin. But like hairspray, every song. I know every, every song. song. You get excited when those first notes start. And yeah. Like, Ooh, it's timeless to me. Or without love. Or, Any. Oh my god, every song. Yeah, even just the. Oh, oh, oh! Woke up today. Yeah. It's just amazing. That I, didn't, I didn't know that I needed a Roselle Turnblad. I could actually open my show with that somewhere. <gasps> Wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think you have a new opening number for no. your show. I just want to do the entire Barbara Cook Kennedy Center um, <laughs> medley. I was watching that last night after I got home. You needed a palate cleanser? Uh, yeah. Also, I... This week, I was this week years old when I discovered the Jimmy character medleys. Oh, my God. Oh my and, God. um, <laughs> um <laughs> listener, I'm a man of a certain age <laughs> who came up before the Jimmys were the new Michigan. And, um. Oh, my God. Holy shit. They're so good. They are so good. They're like, they're like crack. Yeah. They're like a legal form of crack. My favorite was when there's multiple people playing the same yes, role. Yes, Dolores Van Cartier. <laughs> yes. But, uh, and then that look, that girl sings like um, Astonishing. Oh my God. Yeah. I uh-huh. know. I was like, I don't know you, but I need, I'm mean, hearing you get a node <laughs> right now. You're belting so high. <laughs> this is incredible. Thank you for your service. Yes. Thank you for your service. Now we have like two Jimmy's winners. Uh, yeah. Or finalists. Well, least. yeah, because Ava Noblesada. Oh, four. Oh, Ava. yeah, Ava. Mm-hmm. Antonio Cipriano. Uh-huh, heard of him. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Barth Feldman. Yeah. And Renee Rapp. Yeah. 
Oh my god. It's so, the new Michigan. It's, <laughs> the Japanese are the Where's the lie? Broadway is college for these kids mm-hmm. now. And now they're working alongside legends. In this business, I've definitely worked uh, with people who... Drama. It, in my youth, I highly looked up to, and then in person, they were not what I built in my head mm-hmm. or what they presented. What they presented. Yes. You know? Um so, which is so interesting because this week I've made a very conscious choice to start living more authentically online. I love that. Oh, tell me about that. I, uh, I went through like a sort of like a, a quasi depression, I guess. Um, because, you know, it's 2019 and life's terrible yep. uh, and the world's burning and you know constantly like tilting at windmills all the time to like try and save the world and what do I do I'm like singing a basement um, <laughs> it's true well, like I'm you can't save the world with just Jerry Herman songs we can try yeah I'm truly <laughs> and I am and that's my part but like no, I yeah. also went into like a depression of like what am I doing is it helping like Am I helping anything? Am I, what am I doing? And also at the same time, I've been working on my album, which is rough because uh, I'm my own set of eyes and ears, and it's a live thing, so it's not perfect. You know, all yeah. that stuff, and trying to like find things to encapsulate it. And um, there were some projects that I had been part of, but sort of been um, marginalized out of mm. that uh, that hurt me specifically uh me specifically me uh (laughs) but things like that and um i but you never want to show like on social media it's not okay to be sad or to to not despondent but like sad or feeling uh left behind in ways and uh i chose to just sort of put it out there um, and open myself up because I have a platform. Absolutely. Somehow, thank God, uh, that people are interested in anything I have to say. Um, that I wanted to be, I want to be, not wanted. I want, and I say this after having said I took a million photos of my Moulin Rouge <laughs> playbill last night. So I do recognize that it's a, everything's a work in progress. Yes. But I, I want to be as real. And as messy as life is, and not as highly curated as, you know, people who are, have, are standing in a perfect pose with like a Budaquil underneath or, you know, some twink in a Speedo who's just like, namaste, am I right? <laughs> That's, I'm sorry, you also sit on your couch and fart while you watch The Real Housewives. Right, like, right, that's right, right, right. real. So uh, I I miss sort of being like because I grew up before social media. Um, I miss being authentic and talking face to face with people. And again, I realize I'm saying this on a podcast where people are going to have it in their ears so they can look down on the subway <laughs> into their phone uh, and not um, be present. Sure, it's more it's really about being present and um, more. Uh, authentic like honest 
Yeah. I love everything you're saying. Thank you. Everything for sharing, you're saying. Robbie. Yes. Thank you for sharing. It's very vulnerable. Exactly. It's hard. I was on a in a Instagram, you know, going down a hole last night, just looking at all these different accounts of men and comparing myself to their success or their bodies or who's following who and ariana grande follows this gay that i met through work and i know this person in real life and i'm like wait a minute what's the what is the connection here what's the disconnection here and i i love everything you're saying i want to also find ways to have more authentic in-person conversations which is one of the reasons we wanted to start a Mm -hmm. podcast robbie you have you know you've been in this business for a while now and you have persevered through it all and I feel like you're in a career renaissance right now where you have you have multiple things blooming all at the same time and it just goes to show that people like you who have stayed true to who you are stayed true to your art you've been kind it all comes Kindness back to is you key. yeah it t- truly is mm-hmm. because do you want to work with the bitch listen I make cast recordings for a living yes and I do cabaret on the side. <laughs> All of those things you get paid with like a Chipotle gift card, maybe. Like, you, you, yeah. you're not in it to make money. So do you want to spend your time? Because time is a valuable currency. Yeah. With somebody who's awful or somebody who just is about kindness. Like, that's yeah. my philosophy. Mm-hmm. My new philosophy. Yes. I haven't listened to the. I haven't listened to her new album. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh I love it. I, she is probably my my number one queen. Oh, do you want to know a story? Please, yes, hey, come please. on, give us the drama. Unless it's going to ruin it for me. No. Okay, good, good. We're and, talking about Kristen Chenoweth. Yes, of course. sorry. Yes. In 1999, I was here on a trip, and I saw four musicals. I saw Ragtime, Chicago, Parades, Final Week. Okay. And uh, you're going to man Charlie Brown. Ah! And I was a stage door queen at of the time. Of course, we all were. That's all we had, uh, and uh, social media wasn't a thing. So, like, I didn't know what a Kristen Chenoweth was, and so I was at the stage door after the show because she was incredible. And oh. Everybody came out, everybody except for her, and I'm waiting. And the assistant stage manager leaves and goes off to like what's probably like chopped or something now. <laughs> uh, this was at the ambassador. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and came back and she's like, she said, "Who are you waiting for?" And I was like, um, "Kristen Chenoweth." And she goes, "Hold on a second. And she goes in. She comes back out and she she looks at me and says. Follow me. Your name's not Eva Harrington, right? She led me up four flights of stairs to Kristen's dressing room. And there she is in like just pajamas. And she's like, she tr- she turned to me and said, you've been waiting out there all this time for me? Do you want an Oreo, a Pop-Tart? And she was the nicest. Oh, my she God. She was so kind. Her dressing room was Filthy. It was a sty. <laughs> there was just shit strewn everywhere. I was like, you need to clear some stuff because you got a Tony coming. She's like, don't say that. I almost knocked over my coffee. I didn't know she was playing Pigpen. I thought she was I playing. Oh! Drama. Drama. Oh my God, Robbie, I'm obsessed with this. The kindest human. And then years later, the year of Wicked, mm-hmm. I was at the Tony's um, and I knew her like. I knew is in quote, you know, heavy sure. air quotes, but sure. like we, we knew each other because of the business as it goes. And in the business. we walked over from the, from radio city to the party, which is at, um, it was at the ice skating rink, that area. Oh, oh yeah. fun. Yeah. They, they rent out that entire bottom thing. So like 
everywhere. I, Rockefeller? Like, yeah, yeah, Rockefeller Plaza. Yeah, yeah. Where I saw Carol Channing bring her own Tupperware of salmon, and it was... <laughs> Literally what? A lot of stuff happened that night. I, oh. I'll tell you a story about Debbie Allen in a minute. Oh, my but, God. Like, yes. she, we were walking Debbie. together, and she's like, watch out for horse poo. These are Manolos. I was like, <laughs> you can take the girl out of Oklahoma. You truly... But oh, you can't take no. Oklahoma out of the girl. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. You were just b- blossoming, blooming, Troy Sivan Bloom with references right now. <laughs> and I'm so shaken to my core You're that welcome. you walked. That warms my heart. <laughs> with so Kristen that you could run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kristen with she truly threw the first brick at Stonewall. Yeah. <laughs> that also could be the title of the episode. I'm um, crying. Th- that is that makes me so happy because sometimes you know we were talking about meeting heroes. Uh huh. They say not to meet your heroes, but I feel like from everything I've heard, she is just she's lovely from tip to toe. Always has been. Mm -hmm. Always will be. I want her back on Broadway. It's going to happen. Well, she'll she'll be doing this fall at an undetermined date. She's going to be doing her for the girls show. Oh, right. Her her album. But but no, I have a feeling like a, a musical is coming again. She. She comes back like every five years or yeah. so. Yeah, there's. I think she's attached to the Tammy Faye twenty seven musicals. Thing, literally, every day you you read, you're like, Kristen Chenoweth is gonna do Mame. Oh, Kristen Ooh. Chenoweth is gonna do Whorehouse. Kristen oh. Chenoweth's gonna do Dolly. Didn't happen. Oh uh, yeah, <gasps> like that all the time. Been... But the most recent I've heard are the Tammy Faye Baker, which is. Well, I've been announced for and like that's 10 years. That's a David Yasbeck, right? Right. Okay, wait, Debbie um, Allen, Debbie oh, Allen. Oh, Debbie Allen. So I sort of came to prominence in the 90s because I created the Carrie the Musical website, which Debbie Allen famously choreographed on Broadway. <laughs> um, and when I met her at the Tonys, I was already talking to Glenn Close. It was a weird night, I'm sorry, y'all. I think you just you dropped a couple of names I'm going to drop there. a lot okay, because okay, okay, Sean's okay. was there that night. Oh, girl. It was so much. Uh, Allison Janney, who I made her do most smartest at me. From Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh my god! It's all I needed in my life. Frankly, I could die. I could walk out of this the uh, room today. <laughs> I'm not in theater. We're not in a theater. <laughs> it's very glamorous in here. Very a, much a so. whiteboard. Um, <laughs> very calming blue walls. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel calm with you guys. Oh good. Oh Great. God. Stop. So, talking to Debbie Allen and uh, we're. It, like it's open bar those party it was the tony party it's an open bar and we have um opened it uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so um we're just pounding them back pounding them back uh and i was like oh my god debbie allen and so i start talking to her about carrie and she's like oh girl i have stories about carrie oh and she flipped over my very thick playbill from the tony awards right. flipped it over Grabbed a Sharpie and on it wrote her name and phone number. What? Yeah. She was like, you need to call me because we need to talk about Carrie. No. Listener, listener, listen. Are you listening? (laughs) Robbie is currently showing us the contact for Debbie Allen, including her phone number, which, you know, for out of respect, we will not read. We're not going to read the number. But like. I'm gagged and as that's Holy. happening felicia rashad walks over <gasps> because that's her sister yeah yeah also where's that musical with rebecca naomi jones and ariana DeBow? um as the, okay as the allen sisters it's coming you're welcome but she walks over with like a look of like <laughs> what the fuck like that smile mm-hmm. but like claire huxtable oh yeah like 
Like, what who is she is saying this? to yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Right. And the waitress uh, comes by at the same time to clear things, and Debbie puts a hand over her drink and says, don't touch my vodka. <gasps> oh! Yes. Listener, I died. Is that one of those, like, pin- your yourself, you leave your body? Truly. You can see it clearly <laughs> now. whole night. Because every legend that I ever worshipped, you know, like, I did not have friends growing up. I had cast albums and, like, the voices on those cast albums. Mm-hmm. So, like, and TV. So, like, listening and, like, meeting these people and being in this industry, which yeah. is so stupid, <laughs> um, like... Those are the moments when you go, oh, my God, you are why. You're the reason, the vessel of why I do what I do. Thank you. Yeah. And that's like, what What do you say to, like, Glenn Close or Debbie Allen? What would you say to Aaron DeVate? I have. Other than I have a poster from company over my desk. That he yeah. signs. I know. But he just didn't know it was for me. <laughs> I, I don't think you put name to name to face. We did beat Aaron Tveit. We saw him play Fiero in oh. Wicked. He did it with Carrie Ellis, who came over from the West mm-hmm. End, and Kendra Cassabom, who yeah. was an iconic Glinda. Oh she my was god, our requisite Glinda. Yeah, we, we love. She's her. your litmus test. I would, um, I would say Katie Rose Clark mm-hmm. is probably our litmus test. But, but Kendra we, was iconic. Yeah. And who's your litmus alphabet? Well, we saw Carmen Cusack do it on tour. Oh, I bet she was wonderful. And so it's just it. I mean, but we've seen. I love something about every alphabet I've ever seen. I mean, I know you're very close with one you're of the most so iconic. So diplomatic. So diplomatic. <laughs> I mean, listen. We. I. I remember being. We, I was in college. We saw. I, we saw Allison Luff play oh. Alphaba and I had no idea who she was. We kind of went in, in the hole. Wa- nope, she's not currently in the waitress. No, she just left the like diner. six weeks. How do you get like? I would love that contract. Uh, I heard she was. <laughs> Brilliant. Just, I would like health weeks. Yeah. I would like health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Carrie. <laughs> oh, yes, but she was. Carrie Ellison. She, Carrie Ellison. <laughs> she was so good as Alphabet. Yeah. And she had Jen Gambatee, so that's for oh, Glinda. Yeah. Kurt it Hansen was great. Was the ladies Hansen, who ooh, baby. walked through that show and the men who mm-hmm. have walked through that show. It's, in the Fierro pants. I mean, and those pants have changed through the years. They have. They, have. they used to be better. When I saw My Fair Lady, the revival, normally O Butts, I looked at him and I thought, oh my God, you've aged from Fierro into the wizard <laughs> in 15 years. Well, the beard didn't help. Rapid. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> the beard, the bald spot, like all of it. And like, you know, <laughs> the paunch that he had for the show. Right. I was like, oh my God, you've become the wizard. <laughs> Please do a BB New Earth. Go back to the show <laughs> in a different role. Oh, have we seen that for Wicked yet? Have we no. seen anyone go back as like Madame Morrible? <laughs> Julia Murney is. Kristen Chenoweth always said she would go do Madame Morrible. Yeah, <laughs> or in the movie. Or in the movie, like she, would, she would not do it on Broadway. No, <laughs> I don't want to pause the Wicked talk. But right. I, you were talking earlier about how growing up. Didn't have a ton of friends, but oh, you did sure. customs, which uh-huh. you cover in your brilliant live show, which is now going to be preserved forever. Yeah. Songs from Inside My Locker. Yeah, yeah. But in those cast albums and all of those things, we I would love to know like what the one thing was. Connor and I have been talking to our different guests so mm-hmm. far about something that you would understand without me even explaining it is your Ring of Keys moment. Yep, sure. But for theater. Uh-huh. Oh. Or art, the arts in general. Truly, it was um, movie musicals mm-hmm. because I grew up very poor, uh, so we couldn't afford to see theater. Uh, but 
you know, CBS ran The Wizard of Oz every year uh, around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and The Sound of Music around Easter. And those were like, oh, oh, those are my people. And then, like, in high school, I changed uh, school districts. We moved. And um, there was, like, a sign. And, like, I was, like, an effeminate. I was, you know, like a femme bottom or, as we call it, a baritoner in the biz. <laughs> oh, um, my God. <laughs> I'm, that's a new one for me, I have to say. So, uh, there, like, it was not great, mm-hmm. you know, because it was the end of the 80s, very early 90s, uh, pre-Will and Grace, pre-Ellen, pre, like, visibility of any mm-hmm. kind. Um and like during the height of the AIDS crisis, so whew, uh, that's a lot to put on a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I saw a sign to audition for the High School Musical, and it was The Wizard of Oz. And I was like, oh, I, c- I could do that. I know that film. Um, I got a lead because I play leads. Yeah, uh, she books. <laughs> she books. She. I'm you know booked and blessed. Yeah. And now you were the lion, right? I was the scarecrow. The scarecrow. Yeah. <gasps> okay, okay. I was gangly. I was like a buck twenty, maybe. Okay, male lead, the scarecrow. Yeah. He's the star of the three. I mean, she she turns to him and says, I'm going to miss you most of all. Yeah. So, sorry. Do you read that as romantic? No, I read that as, oh, you're my gay best friend. <laughs> yes. Truly. Or the lion, the scarecrow, and the and the tin man, a bunch of queers. Yeah. yeah full, they were all other. Homos. <laughs> they were, yeah. 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 And, and that's, I mean, that's probably the reason wow i'm just saying this out loud uh, uh that's probably the reason the wizard of oz like sticks with gay men because yeah. they're it's all about people who are othered and looking to become whole mm-hmm. um i'm gonna sob wow i'm living through this like <laughs> with the, i've never yeah. thought about it like that before. no i love that but that's also like why we like judy garland because she's like a broken mm-hmm. thing oh she would have been a great satin oh, yeah like in the 1930s Imagine where we are a fire <laughs> with the vibrato finishing the lines. Wow! Um, but like, she was looking to be made whole, mm-hmm. and we all are. Yes. So isn't that fascinating? I I'm gonna sob. You're gonna go watch The Wizard of Oz I, tonight and I, be like, "Oh God, <laughs> it's a queer story," it's and I never wild. thought of that. This is an Oprah it's also about moment. like a girl who finds color. Like she lives in a drab, black and white. Mm-hmm world and finds joy and color and um wonderful fabulous things and that's oh a ring God. of keys moment truly yeah that was my ring of keys the wizard of us and that's would beautiful. you say judy yeah i oh there's nobody truly there there's nobody i love more than judy garland mm-hmm. period uh actually this is news. Uh, I think Breaking. Mm-hmm, Bonnie Milligan and I uh, are. I think we're going to launch a podcast that goes movie by movie, album by album, and episode by episode of Judy Garland's career. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I have chills. Yeah, that is well, going to be what's like a fabulous title. Uh, the Judy Garland Project, of course. Yeah, of because course. like there's so much to cover, mm-hmm. and like there there's ups, there's downs, there's like a lot of downers, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and uppers. <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> on screen and off truly and but there's also like problematic blackface mm-hmm. in some movies and um you know we're looking at them through like the the prism of 2019 but they're made in 1939 right. you know like i think that's fascinating to look at something in today's lens and also through the lens yeah, of how 1939 you, how do you talk about art 
that was made in an acceptable form of the time um, and sort of let go of judgments, but not because you have to hold on to your truths and ideals. Um, It's really interesting. Wait, I want to go back. We met Aaron Tveit and he was so nice. And I remember, you know, we had our mom or dad there to take a picture of us at the stage door with Aaron and we wrote him a fan letter. That we was, were big on that. We were big on this. Oh my Snail god! Snail mail. We'd from send it to the you theaters. know from the nice. suburbs of yeah. Cleveland, Ohio, we would send these self-addressed stamped envelopes to the Broadway theaters with the stage door photo that we had taken, and we would say, "We loved you in Wicked. You were amazing." And we were so cre- we thought we were so creative. We'd be like, "You're dancing through life, transcended." You know, all other performances I could have seen. Like truly, we thought we were like these little wordsmiths, and you know, very funny. But we wrote this letter to Aaron. And we had, I don't know if we actually sent the photo to him. No, we must have because he signed it. And then he wrote, he sent, he wrote back on these two huge index cards, these long, long notes. And it, it was just about how nice it was to meet us and he remembers us and that we should always follow our dreams. And it was wonderful. And it was like very straight man writing a fa- like a thank you note because it was like a full index card and then three lines, drama, three lines on the next one. And it was like, okay, he didn't budget his space well. But honestly, oh, so sweet. Straight. And he also so nice, sent right? one like of those little... people write big happy birthday signs with a big H. <laughs> yeah. Right. He also um, sent along a picture, like a glossy. Of him in the pants. With the, uh, yeah, the, the lantern. lantern. Like the, <laughs> the post, as long as you're mine, like the he hears calling in the night of Nessa Rose's moans. Um, <laughs> Morrible, like, tri- like pushes through the yeah. wind or something I like that. I can't. How dare you? I'm what, so her moans? I'm crying. <laughs> she, was, she was undergoing some Wait, trauma. You guys, so you're from Cleveland. Yeah. Where, how did you discover the musicals? Oh my gosh. Oh, we're turning tables. Oh my God, I'm tables. so unprepared. That's, thank you. That's I great, wasn't prepared. That's really you? kind of you. Um, I think about this a lot, and our some of our other guests have asked this too. Oh, I think great! Was... I'm so happy to be original. No. Just like <laughs> no. writing a letter to a stage door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very original. Um, I would say for me, it was the Disney movie musicals yeah. growing up. Like that was like discovering Little it. Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast in particular. Hercules. We yes. had all of them, all of them on VHS. Yeah. As every young cabaret male or female performer will say in the beginning of their set. There's actually a videotape of me dancing and singing along with the Disney movie playing. And I'm going to show it for you now. And then they'll intercut it with the rest so of the So weird. Cabaret. I actually have never done that in any of the shows that I've done because I am what? Sickening. <laughs> <laughs> but Disney was huge. We would watch the movies over and over and over and over again. And then, I mean, I don't really have memories of this, but our parents told us that we would then have them sit down in the living room. We would turn on the movie. Act it out. And yep. act out the entire thing. Uh-huh. I mean, of Thankfully course, there was two of us. We were always more interested in playing the princess or, you know, one of those I roles. I would live to just see your entire bell sequence. <laughs> oh, we could do Ooh, it now. We could do it now. Yeah. Bonjour. <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, my God. But yeah, but Disney. What was the first thing you saw live? I have a memory of our dearly departed psychic grandmother taking us to a production of what I think was Peter Pan. And she was a very frugal woman of the Depression who would often steal fruit baskets and floral arrangements from brunches. And we, <laughs> that's an aside. Good that's an her. aside. She was very, Grandmother Martha. She was thrifty. I think of you now. She, she's thrifty. Yes. And we were sitting on the aisle at a community <laughs> We stand theater. a thrifty queen. We do, we do. Um... <laughs> And Dragon on a dime. <laughs> I know. Dragon on a dime challenge. And 
Captain Hook was walking down yeah. the aisle, and from the his like captain's hat, some feathers came out, and Grandma Martha reached into the aisle, grabbed the feathers, and said, "Put these in your pockets." And she like forced us to hold on to the feathers. No clue where they are now, but I just remember being like, "Wow, this is real and tangible and exciting," and I feel like we're in the action. What we about, loved everything about it. What about it. you? You know, it's funny. I don't remember the first performance I ever saw live. Mm-hmm. Which what's is kind what's of the sad. first one though that? stands out to you i know we talk about this sometimes i remember okay two we saw the sound of music at we had just moved to a new city and we saw the sound of music performed by the local high school sure completely taken with it i mean we'd seen the film but mm-hmm. we but were it's just so different it's different yeah. so it is so different if um, the sound of music live will attest yeah <laughs> well that's von and that's culture <laughs> That, yeah. that could be a whole podcast episode. Truly. <gasps> oh, um, yeah. They had Audra <laughs> McDonald. Yeah. Well, and Atlanta come back. Shadow. Right. Yeah. Right. Laura Benanti. I mean, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Um, but being in Cleveland, we had Playhouse Square, which is a huge conglomerate of theaters, and they would bring in the best of the best, you know, national <laughs> tours so that would come in. Yeah. And we saw a lot of it. Not everything. As we got older, we, saw every, we tried to see everything. Um, Did you guys know that you were always going to end up here? That was always the dream. It was sort of a dream deferred. We wanted to do theater in college, but then ultimately like realized that because everything is so typed out, mm-hmm. we would be competing for the same role. Oh, 100%. As identical twins. And I, I remember thinking, I, I'm not cut out for this. Even in high school, one of us would get a lead and the other one would get like a supporting role or we would both be in supporting roles that were never on stage together mm. because it was so like, I mean, obviously there are successful twins in this business, but like not not many. I think of um, those twins who were in the Hairspray movie, and they were one of them was in Legally Blonde, and one of them was in Hairspray on Broadway. I truly have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, they're about. the female twins. Tiffany oh, and something yes. else. Amber oh. Thiessen. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> Forgive us for not remembering your names. We obviously took notice of these <laughs> twins because we always were looking out for it. But sure. I think that I just didn't have the competitive drive. Yeah, well, that's why I was not, That's why I never landed in the business. I was up for things, and I was like, I don't... You've seen me eight times to play Mark. You're either going to... You know what I can do, or you're, you're going to use me or you're not. Yes. Oh, you're going with a boy band member? Cool. Uh, I yeah. can do other things, and um, it wasn't until years later when uh, I met another name drop, but like an important one. I met Jan Maxwell, mm. our dearly departed Jan Maxwell. Yes. And um, she was giving an interview that I was filming where she said, um, and she looked in the camera, uh, he was, you know, the guy was like, so what advice do you have for young people these days? You know, that's the yeah. the question that everybody asks somebody successful. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have? Yeah. And do, does anybody have advice? Jan Maxwell did. And her advice was, you have to create your own projects. Mm. You need to choose yourself and then other people will choose you. And that's... Like my, my like my entire mantra, and that's why I started performing mm-hmm. at all in like doing cabaret. Yeah, that I'm a completely an accidental performer. I fell ass backwards into it. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. I don't know why I have a weekly show. I do not know. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled, and but I also always have managed to spin it into something that I would excel at. Mm-hmm. Um, like the show I do is not the show that was pitched to me originally. Yeah, um, because I would not be good at that. But mm-hmm. what I am good at, I I spun and said. I would not, you know, I will always be upfront with somebody, uh, Jen Tepper in this case, and say, that sounds like a great idea for someone 
that's not what I can do well. Um, but <laughs> just riffing on yes and yes um, improv. What if I do the Rosie O'Donnell show instead? And uh, that seemed to really excite everyone oh my over at the over at the club yep. because it's not anything else that's happening mm-hmm. here in the city. So. And everything, the the marketing for it, it's all been spun out of like this one mm-hmm. light bulb, yeah. of uh, of me choosing myself, and then other people starting to go, "You, I want you, mm-hmm. I want you in the room," and the people who, because of your kindness, because of what this series is, have said yes to you. Oh my god, the. I should not have the level of guests that I have. Tony winners, Tony nominees. TV stars. TV stars. Donald and Champlin. I know. Oh, my God. Crazy. And making them do stupid mm-hmm. things. Matt Doyle reading Patty LaBone oh tweets. Oh, my God. Was there anything, truly, was there anything better on a 54 stage that week? No. Either you were there <laughs> or you weren't. What about this? Great. <laughs> Theater related. Uh-huh. What is something like a rumor or something you've heard about an upcoming production or something like that that's coming this season? Oh, uh, well, I do know that the roundabout did a reading of Parade recently <gasps> with the aforementioned Ben Platt. Oh my goodness! And Michaela Diamond. <gasps> How many gay gasps can you fit into one? You can speak dolphin reveal. now. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. Okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I tweeted that along with... So there were three rumors that I tweeted at the same time. You're welcome, Diva Robbie. This is, this is the dose of drama. Yeah. This um, is what we want. Three things. One, the roundabout was eyeing a revival of Carolina Change. Happened. It's happening. Okay. Two, the roundabout Ben Platt, Michaela Diamond Parade. And three, Scott Rudin currently holds the rights to MAME that he wants to do with Tony Collette. Those oh are the my. three things. I know. Yeah. I'm shook. Yeah. My jaw hit the floor. Well, push it back up. Because <laughs> there it are back. shows Hinge to do. Hinge it, girl. <laughs> you not Jennifer Holiday. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, oh. That is tea. Mm-hmm. So that remains to be seen. I mean... One of three already. And, and having seen the original parade, we haven't had a revival, right? No. Okay. No. I saw the original. It was stunning. Yeah. And But it will be interesting to see people who were those ages, because mm-hmm. they were very early 20s, and Carolee Carmelo and Brent Carver uh, were not. Right. Uh, it was very much like a politician situation. Yeah. This whole show is just about... It, it, <laughs> it is a running theme. From start to finish. You're welcome. Yes. Because you were like, Netflix I'm promo. literally talking about the politician. I have not seen it because I'm too busy masturbating to the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> um, has been super I've recently become obsessed. Are you Are you watching the season? Okay, they no, could I'm do s- a calendar. Oh my God. Uh, I started... <laughs> I actually started at... Like the very first season they have on Netflix, it's the beginning. Uh, yeah, uh huh. Which is oh actually my God. season I, three. Okay, I have I have I one episode it. left. Oh, one oh left. Gosh. You have so much to get through. I know, I know, I know. But they're airing the current season concurrently with them airing it in uh, London, uh, like the UK. Yeah. So like, their episode happens like Thursday night, whatever. We get it Friday. Um, so I'm watching it along with like all my friends over there because I just, it's nice people doing nice things. Yeah. You know, I know, you know what they win? Uh, like a, a pie tin. Yes. Yeah. It, they, it, it's oh, not wait, for really? Money. That's the prize. And, yeah, they, and I love like, that they are these like nice, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and the stakes are high, but for are them, they? well, they feel like they have a lot to prove. Because their croak and boosh fell over? Yeah. No. <laughs> 
But but it's not like over here, like the reality show, like mm-hmm. contestant shows like that are like cutthroat and kind like of Big mean. Brother. Oh, I did not watch. Yes, which we have watched for five or six years. Did you now. watch Tommy Brockle? Of, of course. course, we love. Oh my goodness! Truly, the only person in the world who actually has that accent. Oh, I know. Yeah. It, I think it's so hot, Tommy. If you're listening, I mean, put it it's in. like full Listen. newsy. It's like a full newsy <laughs> thing. Truly, still to I was this like, day. Oh, 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 yeah. oh! You know what? He really stayed true to himself on Big Brother and was so nice. Everyone mm. loved him. He was loyal. Good. He was a great player. I feel like I don't know him, but. That's an example of somebody who is living authentically, yeah. I think. Even in a game where you have to play the games, uh-huh. he still was someone that everybody loved and looked he to. He would often like give shout-outs to his Pretty Woman cast, Aww. because obviously he was stuck in this house and did not know that Yikes. it closed Oh yeah, in August. July? Yeah. August, yeah. August. August. Um, I know, that was always really sad. Such a sweetheart. Just a nice human. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you, Robbie. Oh, we please. adore you. We cannot thank you enough for everything you've done for us since... We both have been in this city yes, for and years. I feel like we can have these conversations off the mic well, we more do. often yeah. than we already do because My you are just, the you bring only the energy. T- Every time I come over to the club, I will go into the office just to see if you're there. Aww. Just to say hi. And it's, it's like the respite in the middle of my day that I need. Well, yeah. It's just, <laughs> because we, you know, this business is crazy and there are, ever since we met, kindred spirits yeah. just we can laugh we can talk find ballast in a storm yes and show business is a storm it is and yeah. i feel like you have such a wonderful voice and things to say and share and we can follow you what is your social media handle it's at diva robbie which diva is robbie. just a cautionary fable in branding <laughs> <laughs> that was my screen name on aim oh the, yeah you welcome this so, is breaking drama. Sixteen <gasps> drama. You need like a sound effect that just goes. We, <laughs> like you know, we have a theme song. Law and Order. Boom, boom. <laughs> drama. We do have a theme song that you will that you'll hear. I can't wait. Who yeah. wrote it? My sweet boyfriend wrote the theme song. Hunter. Yes, Hunter. Yeah. Um, and and you know, we, we co-wrote you. some of it. <laughs> Hunter with the hair. That's right. Now he is actually growing out a mustache. Currently, he's playing Gomez Adams in the Can Adams. We talk family. about mustaches. I love Connor's them. super into them. <gasps> I love love them i know i know i know dark i'm not here for the 1980 fire island look <laughs> that's like everything i want in a man come to tuesdays at 54 yeah, with time. robbie look out for his album to be released in sometime in the near future yeah. songs from inside my locker well, you guys should come sing some night <gasps> oh we, we would love to you should at some point maybe maybe once you launch into the 2020 well, I have era. all of January. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and ongoing. We could, we do, we do, we do a um, an anything you can do, a very twin parody. I'm here for it. Um, Listen, I once saw two twins who are now friends of mine at 54 sing a rewriting of Ab- of agony from Into the Woods called Applebee's. That is amazing. <laughs> who were they? Uh, the Resignios. I don't know them. Paul and Robbie. Uh, Paul is gay. Robbie is straight. Okay. Uh, they do an annual Christmas show. That's the only Christmas thing I do every year because they're so funny. Oh, I want to go. Yeah, I'll let you know. Let's yeah, do it. yeah. We need to stick together it's, in this city. So, but they rewrote agony to be like waiters at applebee's oh my god it was so fucking that's funny. brilliant or as dd allen would say apples and bees oh yes from the prom that's right the apples and the bee oh apparently she went to applebee's after the closing that is everything i ever needed Beth, to know Beth that's a dose of drama. drama i feel like you and her could be siblings or like i feel like brooks ashmanskis and i yes uh, are I like him. <sighs> 
If he won the Tony, I would have sued for palimony. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, all right, this has been drama. Follow Robbie Roselle at Diva Robbie on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm everywhere. He has everywhere. a Facebook page as well. Come yeah. to Tuesdays at 54, pretty much every Tuesday this fall and into 2020. It's ongoing. Like and subscribe to drama. Yes, yes, like that's right. Follow us on social media at the Drama Podcast. Leave them reviews. Follow me at Connor McDowell. Ooh. Follow me at Dylan McDowell, and we will see you guys next Wednesday with another dose of drama. Bye. Drama. Drama. Bye.